right, it is time for another Master Passive Income show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I help people to quit their jobs by investing in real estate rental properties so they never have to work a job again. Now, in today's show, we're going to be talking all about an auction and how to buy a property at an auction. Now, I get lots of my students and a lot of people asking me about auctions and if I buy at auctions and all that sort of stuff. Well, we'll get into that today. Now, when you think about auctions, you're thinking about trying to get it for a lower price than you normally would. But here's the catch. You could actually get a property that you probably would not ever buy if you saw it before you bought it and you were able to walk through it. So there's a bunch of things we got to learn about auctions and buying a house at auction. All right, guys, let's get started in today's show and talking about buying a house at auction. All right, let's get in there, start the show. Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about all aspects of real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. Hey, so what's up, everybody? I am so excited that you're here with me on the Master Passive Income Show, and I hope that you are doing excellent and that you're getting started investing in real estate. I literally, in the middle of this podcast recording, I got a text from one of my students. He just sent me a text. His name's Benjamin. So Benjamin usually listens to the podcast as well. So Benjamin, if you're out there, I'm excited for you. So one of my students just closed on his first property, and I believe he's going to be making around $300 a month on this one property. I'm super, super excited. So hey, Benjamin, great job. Keep going, man. You're doing fantastic. Now, the reason why I want to talk about auctions is because I have so many people asking me all about auctions and how to buy them, what to look out for, what to do. Now, I'm going to be completely transparent and say I've never actually gone through and purchased the property, but I've been to many auctions. In fact, even the ones at the courthouse steps, I've even been to those many times and went through the process. And it was a lot of fun, but I never actually pulled the trigger because there's so many things to watch out for. Now, the great thing about auctions, you are definitely going to be able to find properties for much, much cheaper than you would normally buy a house. Now, the way it works out basically is if you buy a house at auction, there's fewer people that are actually bidding or wanting to buy the property. Now, what happens is if you would put your house on the MLS, the multiple listing service, and in the multiple listing service, people are bidding or they see the house and they say, hey, I want to put an offering on the house. Well, you have much more demand or more people wanting to buy that house. But at an auction, if you're going to go to the courthouse steps where they're going to be doing the actual auction, if you go there, there's also online auctions we're going to talk about as well. But if you go to the courthouse steps, you're only going to have maybe five to 10 people bidding on a property at the same time. Not There's not going to be hundreds and hundreds of people bidding on the property. So because you have fewer people bidding, hopefully the dollar amount's going to be lower. That's the beauty about auctions. But here's the downside. A lot of people get hyped up and they get excited and they go over the dollar amount that they're wanting to spend. Now, that's what I want to teach you. There's so many things we're going to go through today. And everything that we're going to be talking about is how to do it right, how to buy the right property, how to go through the process right. Now, there's so many things to learn, and we're going to go through all of that. Now, before we jump into it, I want to give you a free course. 
I want to show you how to start investing in real estate rental properties. And all you got to do, it may I try to make it as easy as possible, is you text the word rental, R-E-N-T-A-L, to 33777. That's rental to 33777. Now, I literally get these texts from you. And so I really appreciate you guys actually sending these texts. And I literally get to see these texts. And I get to actually process them myself and get you my free course. So again, text rental to 33777 and I will get you your free course where you can start investing in real estate rental properties. I'll give you the step-by-step process to do that. Now, let's look at buying a house at an auction. Now, you have the potential to make a lot of money buying houses at auctions. And the reason why is because, like I said earlier, the demand is lower. Now, the problem is at most auctions, you cannot see the property before you actually purchase it. Now, you may get the address and you may be able to drive by it, but you literally cannot go inside. You can't have an inspector. There's lots of things that we need to talk about before you say, hey, I'm going to go buy a house at the auction. Now, let's look at what are real estate auctions and how do they work? Well, real estate auctions are a great way to find every type of property at really a discounted or a lower value than you normally would. And investors who can utilize auctions to get properties, acquire properties, they pay dramatically less than on the open market. Properties that will come for sale are could be commercial properties, multifamily homes, single family homes, real estate notes, things like that. There's so many different things that can come up for auction. But the reason for these auctions are lots and lots of different ones. It could be that you have a foreclosure on a property and the bank is wanting to actually sell the property. They repossessed it and they're trying to sell it. Or it could be short sales or a non-distressed REO. An REO is real estate owned like a bank owned. Or it could be HUD properties or the housing and urban development. That's the you know actual government organization owned properties. You know, they actually repossessed it. So there and there's also many other ways that people actually get properties on auctions. Actually, you can even have sellers even put their own properties on an auction, you know, different auction sites like foreclosure.com, things like that, and auction.com, you will actually be putting your property on there to have people bid it at auction. Now, the reason why they try to do that, number one is to sell it fast. They want to try to sell it fast. But number two, that they want you to get bought into the whole hype and the excitement of bidding on a property. You know, when they get that auctioneer that talks really, really fast and says, all right, 450,000, 550,000. I'm just butchering. I can't even do it right. I don't talk that fast. Now, what's actually really funny, when you go to the courthouse steps, you're not going to get any of that. The men and women that are actually doing the auction at the courthouse steps, they're normal government employees. They're really just humdrum. All right, we got this next property coming up for sale. It's a three-bedroom, two-bath address is... Actually, sorry, they don't even tell you the if it's three bedroom, two bath. They just say the address is this, and you know it's situated this. And all right, I'm ready or open for bids. So they literally don't tell you anything about the property. They don't want to tell you anything. Just tell you the address. They don't have. They're not going to try to hype it up. But if you go to other auctions, you're probably going to get it where it's getting a lot of hype. So real estate auctions for properties. If you're going to be great if you can actually buy the property and you get a good property. Now, if you go on like, I don't know, HGTV or A&E or I can't remember, like any of those TV shows that they do, uh, flipping shows where people buy houses at the auction, then they flip it. 
you're going to see what it's a little more like now. That's dramatized. You can tell, definitely tell it's dramatized. But that's what those auctions are like. Now, when you're bidding on a property at an auction, there will be competition, whether it, it's online competition or you're in person, you're at the courthouse step, and the auctioneer will close the bidding and award the property to the highest bidder. Now, usually it's very fast. So if you think you're going to show up and it's going to be hours long of an auction, no, it's really, really fast. In fact, I've seen auctions go as fast as like 30 seconds. Like, okay, it's opening for bid. And we have one bidder at $100,000 and nobody else bidding, going once, going twice, sold. And it's literally that fast. So it can be very fast. So you need to be there on time. So right when they get started, if not earlier, you want to get there earlier. In fact, here's a little tip. If you're actually early, you can talk to the other people that may be bidding or may not be bidding. But even the guy that's doing the auction, you can even talk to them about the property and see just what they know. Because if you're buying an auction, more than likely you don't know anything about the property or don't know very much about the property. And it could be detrimental if you buy a property that's bad. So any little bit of information you can have on the property beforehand is going to help. Now, what's interesting, if you're buying the property at an auction, you're going to have to have a lot of money. Now, not necessarily saying that you cannot use a mortgage. You absolutely can do a mortgage, but you're going to need to make sure that you have money ready, uh, not, not just the deposit, because you definitely need the deposit so that when you actually buy the property, once you close, you're going to have to have anywhere from 5 to 10% of the winning bid. So if you're buying a house for $100,000, it's going to be $5,000 that you're going to have to have or $10,000 that you need to have in cash or ready to be able to deposit right then and there that same day. You want to be able to close on that. Now, usually the balance is due within 30 to 45 days. Depending on the auction, all different auctions are going to have different criteria for when it's actually due. So you're going to need to talk to the auctioneer or the auctioning company or talk with the government who is actually doing that. You want to make sure that you're talking to them about what all the criteria are because last thing you want is put down 10% and miss the deadline and then they take back the property, meaning they're going to auction off again and you lose your 10%. That would just be horrible. Now, that 30 to 45 days is great because it gives the investor time to refinance or basically to get financing for the property, getting that done. You don't need to have all cash in order to purchase property, but you do need to be able to make the full payment before the payment window closes. Now, as we're going through this, there are a lot of things that you're probably not going to really remember all that well. So I wrote this all down in my show notes for you. Go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash 81. This is the 81st podcast episode. I'll have everything written down there for you to go through. And because there's so much that we got to make sure we watch out for. Now, I want to give you a word of warning for buying a house at the auction. Like I alluded to a little bit earlier, buying a house at auction is an advanced strategy for advanced investors. Not everybody can do this. Um, like I said, I be completely honest, I've literally never bought a house at auction. Usually I have wholesalers. I have seller financing notes or buy from the sellers directly. I go through realtors. I go through anybody and everybody, but I've never bought an auction because there are some issues that can come up with it. Now, here are a few things that could potentially make a property a bad one when you buy it at the auction. You can overpay for a property. Now, like I was saying earlier, you can overpay because you get all hyped up. It's all, you know, the, the auctioneer is going really, really fast and people are bidding and bidding and bidding and you get bought in or you get sucked into the trap of paying more than you know you should. 
Now, a quick tip is when you're going to the auction, you want to know the top dollar of how much you're going to spend on a property and do not go a penny over because once you go a penny over, it's like the dam bursting or breaking. And all of a sudden, instead of spending a hundred thousand, you're at 180,000. You just all of a sudden it just keeps going. So get to your dollar amount and stop there. The next one is you can accidentally be bidding on and purchase the wrong property. Like you may even not have the right address. You may not even know really which property it is. Now you very well could get the right one but it's a potential where you're actually bidding on the wrong property. You might have the wrong address. You might just have looked at the wrong property, whatever it might be. You don't have the inspection period. You don't have any of that stuff. Next one up, the property is in and can be in worse shape than you actually realized. You know, even if you went to the property, even if you drove around, you got out of the car, you walked around and you snuck in the backyard and you peeked through all the windows, even if you did all of that, you can still get a property that is in worse shape than you realize, like their foundation issues, or they literally took out every single plumbing or lighting fixtures or anything like that. And you have to repair all that stuff or replace all that stuff. There could be a lot of expenses that you do not normally would have encountered. Now, it's a problem. It could happen, especially in times where there's lots of foreclosures. If you remember back in 2009, 2010, where there's so many foreclosures, that's a time where you have people, homeowners, who probably couldn't have afforded the property in the first place, and they bought it anyways. And when they were getting the property taken away from them, they destroyed the property on the way out, like threw paint everywhere, busted holes in the walls, took doors down and destroyed the house. They were disgruntled. They said, hey, bank, you know, take this. And they actually destroy the property. And that's something that you as an investor need to know what your expenses are. That's one thing I love about real estate and rental properties is I always know my expenses before I buy the property. I know how much it's going to cost me every single month. I know how much it's going to cost me to buy the property. I know everything about the property. There's very little variable expenses. Variable meaning the the price goes up and the price goes down. It's usually pretty fairly fixed. Like if you get a mortgage, it's going to be the same mortgage dollar amount every single month unless you get a, a variable, you know, variable mortgage that actually goes up, which I would not suggest. All right, next up, not properly estimating the cost of the rehab of the property. Now, you and I, when we go through properties, we get inspectors and we get our property managers to go through the properties. Well, if you don't go through the properties, you might not even know what needs to get done. Just like it might be in worse shape, you might not even know that you gotta replace the sinks because the sinks are damaged or destroyed because you weren't able to walk through the property to see what is wrong with the property. And so you might not properly estimate and see how much is actually going to cost out of your pocket to fix up the property. Next up is foundation issues that cost thousands of dollars to repair. Now, I'm not against, actually, I've, I've bought properties that have had foundation issues. But with those foundation issues, you can bring it back to the seller. In fact, I've done this. I got back to the seller and said, hey, there's a foundation issue. One side of the house is an inch and a quarter lower than the other. And it looks like there's cracking and blah, blah, blah. And I said, I need you to come down on the purchase price. So instead of like 153000 I got them down to like 151000 because I told them it was going to be $3,000 to repair or 4000 or something like that. So they came down by $2,000. So that's another thing is I do like knowing before I purchase the property what the expenses are so that I could talk the seller down. Now, you're not going to be able to tell the, talk to the auctioneer and, hey, I, I bought it for 150 but can you bring it down now? Because and they're like, no, that's the price that you have to pay. All right, number six, buying a property you have never seen 
and know nothing about. Now, that's the biggest downside is you have no clue about anything inside and out of the property. You don't even know the title. If there's bad title on the property, like if the aunt's brother's former brother's roommate or something like that is on the title as well, then you have to get that title cleared up, which is going to take a lot of time and money as well. So there's a lot of issues, and especially if there's liens on the property that the previous title company didn't catch, and there could be a lot of issues. So I'm going to give you all that long word of warning when you're buying these properties. Now, like I said, this is an advanced strategy for advanced investors, but if you are interested in doing that, in fact, I interviewed a gentleman. His name is Greg, and it was a few shows ago. He lived in Hawaii, and he bought his very first property at an auction at the courthouse steps. That was his very first property, and he's done very, very well. Now he's building his business. He's doing really well. Now, when you go to look at a property, you want to make sure that you're doing everything you can, even talking to the neighbors, like knock on the door. Hey, can you tell me about this property next door? You want to get as much information as possible so you're making a wise decision. You definitely want to, as best you can, go there. Now, there's a saying in, or it's not saying, it's almost something that is in the contract that's a a normal way of saying it is, and here open quotes, as is, where is, and all faults, close quotes. Like that's that's the terminology that is going to have when you're buying a property at auction. You're going to buy the property as is. You're also going to buy the property where is, basically where it's sitting, and all the faults that the property comes with. And that's the person selling is going to have that inside the contract. So it means that there's no warranty or guarantee on the condition or anything about the property. You buy exactly as it is. Even if you find something wrong with the property five minutes after you buy the property, there's no going back. There's no one you can go after to try to get the money out of them. Now, also, where is? Remember, as is, where is? And all faults, where is? So when you're looking at a property, the real estate is attached to the section of land that is a part of it. The building is the improvement on that land. The land is valuable in itself and with the improvements on top of the land that it's attached to makes the value more. Now, when you buy the property, where is that means there is no recourse for any location issues for the property land. Like if it's on a marker or on a boundary or it's getting into somebody else's property, if there's any liens on the properties, anything like a back taxes, any issues at all, that is going to be your to deal with. You can't go to the last person and say, hey, you sold it to me. They said, no, it's as is and where is, as well as and all faults. All properties you buy will have certain and different faults to them. Large or small, you know, they really come with the property. And what I like is knowing those before I buy the property so I can account for them. When you buy an auction, not so much. And so when you buy a house at auction, you get the property with every fault that it comes with. You're not able to go back to the auctioneer or the seller or the bank and ask them for any money to fix all that pro- all those problems. You're definitely just not going to be able to do that. Now, let's move on to the types of auctions that you will encounter. First one would be an absolute auction. In an absolute auction, the highest bidder wins the auction, which the majority of auctions are like this. When the bidding process opens up, everybody who has registered to bid on the auction, on the property, can actually place the bid. Remember, they have to actually register with the auctioneer saying that they're qualified to actually buy the property. And now the great thing is in this absolute auction, there is no minimum bid. Like if it's a $200,000 house, but the opening bid is like at $75,000 
and the highest goes is $100,000, where then you pocket all that difference. It's great because you can get it for much, much cheaper. Now, after the bidding starts, everybody starts bidding, but one by one, people will start dropping out from the bidding process. They'll say, no, it's too high for me. And if you are the highest bidder, then you just won the auction. You're now the owner of that property. Now, obviously, after you pay, then you're the actual owner. But once the bidding closes, the sale is final. There are no other bids allowed. And they'll say, you know, going once, going twice, sold and done. Like nobody can jump in. Oh, well, but I, I was going to bid. No, it doesn't matter. It's done. So usually... In an absolute auction, there are no minimum bids on the property, but sometimes a bank might start with their own opening bid of a dollar amount, you know, whatever they might want to pick. If it's a $300,000 house, they might say, the auctioneer would say, all right, this is for, you know, number one happy street, and the bank has opened up the auction at the opening bid at $175,000. Can I take any other bids? And then you might hear somebody say, oh, you know, I, I offer, you know, 200000 205000 210000 and it keeps going up. But the bank wants to make sure that they get, you know, at least $175,000. So bank and government agencies predominantly use this sort of auction to unload unwanted properties. They just want to get, get them off the books because they're liabilities. They're not in the business of renting properties. They're in the business of renting money, you know, lending money. That's what banks love to do. Now, another type of auction is a minimum bid auction. In a minimum bid auction, the seller picks a minimum dollar amount that they want to require all the bidders to start above. Now, the minimum bid auction is where you have to bid the, at least the minimum, and whoever starts there, the next person has to go above that, and so on. Think of like eBay. On eBay, somebody can put a reserve amount, basically the dollar amount that you cannot start below. Like if you're buying a DVD, they started at $8. Well, you can't, you can't bid for $7 because it won't let you. You have to start at $8 or above. And when you're buying a house at an auction, before the bidding process even opens up, the auctioneer will indicate what the minimum bid will be. In fact, they might, he'll be like blatant, straightforward. The opening bid is this, and this is where it starts. Now, this is a huge draw for sellers to sell their properties at an auction because they can set their losses. Basically, you know, if they have a property that somebody owes them $150,000, but they want to stop the loss at one hundred twenty, dollars they know they can put up with $30,000 in loss, so they'll put the opening bid at $120,000 as opposed to one hundred fifty, dollars because they want to get people to, to buy in and actually buy at the auction. The downside to having a minimum bid may detract some buyers from bidding on the property because they're realizing, hey, there's no meat left on the bone for me. I, I, I need to sell this property or flip the property or I need to rent it out. So what happens is a fine line between putting a minimum bid that is not going to scare people away, but also protecting your losses. Now, another auction is going to be a reserve auction. In a reserve auction, the winning bid and highest bid, they're treated as an offer to the seller to purchase the property. Totally different than the other types of auctions. The seller has a right to accept or turn down the offer as they desire. The bottom line is that they don't have to sell the property if they don't feel that the price is right. You know, if it starts so low and it finally sells, it goes back to them and say, hey, no, this property is worth $130,000. You want it for $40,000. I'm not going to sell it and lose basically ninety dollars So this is obviously very beneficial for the seller and it will bring in less people who would normally want to bid on the property because it's there's less you know ability to make a great deal because they can always say no. I mean, you go through all that hassle of showing up 
putting in an offer and then winning the bid and then having the seller say, nah, sorry, I'm not going to sell it to you. So it's more appealing to bid on a property knowing that you can get a crazy treat price for the property as well as walk away with the property, have nobody else take it out from underneath you. Now, there are many reasons why properties go to an auction. One could be real estate owned. Basically, the bank owns the property and they're trying to unload the property and get their money, as much money back. It shows that the owner still owes money on the property. Whoever borrowed money to buy the property still had a mortgage. Now, the bank had the legal recourse, the ability to take back the property because the borrower still owes the money and did not pay the mortgage. If the borrower defaults on their loan, the bank goes through the foreclosure process. It's a long process, but in the very end, it becomes a real estate-owned property. This is called an REO, or real estate-owned. Basically means the bank owns the real estate. Now, properties that are foreclosed property, they usually go to auction. Whoever has a winning bid becomes the rightful owner of the property. Now, for sale by owner, sometimes an owner believes they can make even more money if they sell the property at auction. Maybe it's a much more distressed property and they want to kind of hide what's going on in the house. Or it could be a great property and they think that, hey, if I, I fix it up and I can really sell it, or whatever it might be, they could think that they can make more money by selling an auction than putting it on the MLS. Now that, or it could also be that the person needs to sell the property very, very quickly. So whatever the reason is, the seller has the right or the ability to give it to an auctioneer and have them sell the property. Now, in my personal opinion, I don't believe you'll get more money for a property at an auction than if you list it on the multiple listing service with a realtor, the MLS. The big reason why is you have fewer buyers for the property because not many people prefer to buy at auctions. And just think about this. I personally am an investor. I bought many, many homes, sold many homes but I've never bought at an auction. And so you immediately reduce the amount of people that want to buy the property just by putting it on an auction. Now, most people prefer to buy a property through a realtor because realtors, they take care of all the paperwork, all the problems, and you don't have the headaches of not being able to inspect the property beforehand. Next up is your tax lien. If a homeowner neglects to pay their property taxes, the local government has the full authority to take the property and everything on it, like literally everything. They're basically taking the land and whatever is attached to the land. Now, you want to know who actually owns the property, owns anything? Stop paying your taxes and you'll figure out who actually owns it. The government will take it and can and will take it back. The only goal for the local government is to get their taxes paid in full and make the property current, you know, current in their taxes. Since it is a government institution, they're not looking to really make any extra money over the total taxes. They literally can't. The, the the people won't allow that or it's not it's not a part of they can't do that. It's not a for-profit company. So this can be a great opportunity for us as investors. If you can acquire properties just by paying the back taxes, man, then you have a lot of ability to pay for a really, really expensive home or relatively expensive home paying really, really little dollars amount. I've heard people spending, you know, like maybe $5,000 and then giving the homeowner like $2,000 for their, their expenses and then pocketing a $100,000 property. I've heard of that. It's not, it's not easy. Now, trust me, I'm, oh, I'm going to preface this by saying, because I just said it, but I'm going to say it again. This system is not easy. If you want to do tax liens and tax deeds, it's really, really a lot of work. And now I'm not saying you can't or it's impossible. It's just a lot of work. And the reason why is because you have to find these people, find the people that have these issues and really help them out of a situation. 
Maybe they're in a huge bind where they, they can't come up with the money for the taxes and they need money to move and they need money to bury their, their father that just passed away. They might need $20,000. Well, shoot, you might be a fantastic person. They might look at you and say, hey, I just need $20,000 to pay for the back taxes and pay for my move and pay for my father you know, his funeral. You might say, great, I have that for you. And you get a $100,000 house. I've literally heard of many, many people going through that exact process where they help somebody out. And in fact, I even talked to a gentleman. He said that in this one deal, he sent out a bunch of letters. One of them came back and they said, hey, I want to sell you the property. And after everything was said and done with the purchase price, with everything, he was still made $60,000 wholesaling this property. He put in an offer. He gave them an offer and they said, you know what? That's too much money. We're going to lower it by $5,000 because that's just too much. And he's like, okay, that's great for me. He made like $65,000 instead of $60,000. Oh, man. So if you can do it right, tax liens and tax deeds are fantastic. Also, HUD properties. That's the Housing and Urban Development Department of the United States government. And these HUD homes, Housing and Urban Development, HUD, um, these homes are financially backed by mortgages that the HUD department has backed. And so instead of an REO or, you know, the bank-owned foreclosure property, it's turned back to the auction. The HUD department is auctioning off these properties as well. And so instead of the bank, you are buying it from the HUD department as well. Those are not too hard to find. In fact, if you go to probably HUDhomes.com or something like that, I'll probably... Oh, no, I sorry. I do have this in the show notes, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash 81, showing you where to find these HUD homes. You can find them as, as much as 30 to 50% below market value. It's actually really, really good. And now as I'm going through this, I realize that we are way out of time and I have a lot more to go over. So this is what we're going to do. Come back next week. I'm going to talk about finding auctions finding these properties at auctions and where to find them online, physical locations, all that sort of stuff. I'm going to help you to find out the characteristics of the property, you know, making sure that you're buying the right property. Come back. I believe I might just have one more episode, but it might be two. I'm not sure uh, but because there's so much to go over and even other things that you need to watch out for as well, like right of redemption. That, that's kind of interesting. So we want to talk about all this stuff. So come back next week. Now, Thank you guys so much for being here with me. We're talking about buying house at auction. Remember to get your free investing course. I want you to text the word rental to 33777. Rental to 33777. And I will personally get you your real estate investing free course right in your email. Okay, guys, you've been great. Thank you so much for being here with me. I really, really appreciate you guys being a part of the Master Passive Income and you guys are fantastic. Get out there and start investing. You can do it. All right, guys, you take care of yourselves. I'll talk to you soon. We'll see you next week when we talk more about buying homes at auctions. All right, we'll see ya. Bye.